0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Lift off. We have a liftoff.
1: This is about space. America's return to space with news and information on our U.S. space program. For Now about space today, World Headquarters. I'm John Gomez. Intuitive Machines launches their Nova Sea lander, Japan successfully launches their H3 rocket, and is that a TIE fighter entering the atmosphere? You'll hear about this and more next as America and the world are listening to
0: About Space Today. Are you ready to fly away on a dream vacation? For cruises and all inclusive resort vacations, call DD Cruise and Tours at 877 747 8631. That's 877 747 8631. And see us on Facebook DD Cruise and Tours, where your dreams become a reality.
1: Welcome back. On Thursday, February 15th, Intuitive Machines, a Houston-based company, utilizing a Falcon 9 rocket from SpaceX, launched their IM-1 mission, putting the first American-made lunar lander called Odysseus on the moon since Apollo 17 in 1972. Dr. Don Platt of Florida Tech talked about the importance of conducting successful tests with robots on the lunar surface.
0: We've got to have a robot there first to kind of pave the way to to really understand what these landing sites are, and uh, uh, these can be then potential landing sites for future astronaut missions.
1: The 14-foot-tall lander is expected to enter lunar orbit 24 hours before it attempts its landing on February 22nd, about 185 miles from the lunar south pole, which is the subject of future NASA missions to the moon. The lander has sent its first images back to Earth and recently aced a critical engine test. It's not just the lander that's going, though. Like Peregrine before it, it's carrying a hefty payload as well. A laser retroreflector array to bounce back laser beams fired from Earth. A LiDAR instrument to precisely measure the spacecraft's altitude and velocity as it descends to the lunar surface. A beacon, Lunar Node 1, to demonstrate an autonomous navigation system. And a stereo camera to capture video of the plume of dust kicked up by the lander's engines during landing. Success is never a given, though. Right, Don?
0: We can't always expect that the first of any new type of spacecraft or space mission will be fully successful, uh, but we can hope that we can build and move towards more and more successes.
1: It also appears we might be entering a new type of space race, one of exploration. At least, Don Platt seems to think so.
0: This is going to be a very competitive landscape here in the next decade or so, and the U.S. can't afford to really fall behind.
1: Make sure you stay tuned to About Space today for updates on the Odyssey Landers' historic race to the moon service.
0: All systems are go for launch.
1: Main engine start. Main engine start. SRB-3 off. So it's ignition and lift That was audio from JAXA, the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency, as they completed a successful test launch of their H-3 rocket, about a year after their first test failed. What's so special about this launch? Well, the H-3 could be said to be the Japanese equivalent to SpaceX's Falcon 9, as it will be their mainstay launch vehicle. The H-3 is a joint development between JAXA and Mitsubishi Heavy Industries to launch commercial satellites. The H-3's main missions are to secure Japan's independent access to space, improve Japan's rocket development technologies, play a central role in Japan's effort to become a space power, use space for national security, and carry out missions to the moon and the Martian satellite of Phobos. We here at About Space today look forward to bringing you many more updates about our friends in Japan using their H3 rocket just like SpaceX uses its Falcon 9. Finally this week, it's a bird, it's a satellite, it's a TIE fighter from Star Wars. A large dead satellite is tumbling toward a fiery end in Earth's atmosphere. The Australian commercial imaging company HEO Robotics was able to capture images of the European Space Agency's ERS-2 Earth Observation Satellite on February 14, 2024 as the satellite made an ungraceful fall towards our planet. Now while a satellite burning up harmlessly in our atmosphere is no big deal, this one has drawn attention for its striking resemblance to a TIE fighter from the film Star Wars. The satellite was launched into orbit in April 1995 and completed its mission back in 2011. Unfortunately, there's no certainty about where the satellite will land when it re-enters the atmosphere, but only a small fraction of it will reach the ground. We'll keep you posted as this TIE fighter satellite re-enters the atmosphere later this week. Make sure you check out our Facebook page about Space Today for launches and landings, and invite your family and friends to listen weekly. Don't forget to listen to Special Report with David Denault and America in Space every Friday with Don Meyer. To all of our listeners around the world and here in the U.S., thanks for joining me. I'm John Gomez, and this has been About Space Today.